Hey, everyone. Welcome to Changemakers, a podcast about becoming an irresistible community. I'm Kelly Lippenholtz, and my ministry partner, Susan Aldridge, and I are exploring how we can change the culture in whatever community we are a part of to a culture of transformational love. If you're a small group leader, a ministry team leader, a church leader in any way, this podcast is for you. And it will make your group, your team, your church, even your family a more loving community. Last week, we spoke to Bob Bolter about the benefits of practicing silence, and he gave some of his personal experience with actually implementing that habit and the value that it brought to his life and why silence was just so important. Um, Not only silence, but to actually be still, to still his body, his mind, and to listen um, to God and the transformation formative power that that had. So it was the first episode um, for a reason. And that's Mm. because you must be before you do. That's right. This new family of Jesus, this culture uh, becoming more like Christ. So in this episode, we're going to talk about another skill um, that will help us grow in our ability to love. Yes. So um, Today on the show, we have with us Mark Loera. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing? Doing great. It's so great to have you. We're so happy you're here. We're going to get to, we're going to ask you some hard questions in, in just a moment. I'm ready. Okay, great. Um, so this skill is called the community temperature reading. And the purpose of this skill, it's a communication skill. It's a, a skill that you would use in relationships in communicating with someone. And the purpose of this skill is discover to discover this is from Peter Scazzera in emotionally healthy relationships um, that is a course and a book that he has this skill the purpose is to discover and express your God-given voice and to build healthy relationships with others so um, it is a way to express yourself the way you're feeling uh, a conflict you might be having that isn't like a huge big deal like just a challenge in a relationship and it's meant to be done, this community temperature reading is meant to be done on a regular basis. Um, so in our workplace, we're using it weekly or biweekly in our one-on-one meetings. And then we're also attempting to use it in um, our team meetings and do a team community temperature reading just to see where people are in um, the work that we're doing and the relationships among the team, how we're collaborating, how we're working together. Um, and, and you'll see in a moment that it, it offers um, five different ways of communicating. Um, I do want to just say up front, this is a tool, not a weapon. So if you're feeling like angry or defensive, you would want to wait to use this tool until you've calmed those emotions down a little bit and are in a more um, humble place that you just want to, you're just seeking information and seeking resolution. So I'm going to just go through the five steps, the the process of a community temperature reading. And then Mark, we're going to ask you about your experience of using it because we have been using That's it. That's right. Yeah, we have been using it. Okay. So uh, step one is that you express appreciation. So um, I appreciate that you've been working so hard on this project. If, if you were talking to a coworker, uh, if I were talking to like my son, I would say, I appreciate that you uh, cleaned your room yesterday without me asking the neck. And then he would he would um, appreciate something about me. I mean, he might not 
because he's 18. <laughs> but uh, the idea is that each person in the relationship, if two people are doing the community temperature reading, each would express appreciations and take turns doing that. The next is to um, express something that is puzzling or confusing to you. I'm puzzled as to why it took you, my son, a month to clean your room, or I'm confused as to why I had to ask you three times to clean your room before you did it. Um, so that's number two. Number three in the process is a complaint with a possible solution. I noticed that I had to ask you three times, and I'd prefer if you would clean your room after me asking you one time. So it's just a really, it's a respectful way of complaining and in my home and even in my workplace I can get into a habit of using sarcasm to communicate something oh hey I'm asking you the fifth time to clean your room son I wonder if you'll do it this time so I love we love sarcasm in our home but it is a terrible way to communicate when you're upset about something so that's number three a complaint with a possible solution the language is I noticed express the complaint I prefer express the possible solution. Number four is offering any new information. This is just a moment that you would say, oh, hey, by the way, son, we're going to the beach next weekend and you can bring a friend. So that's like new information about anything that you would have. And then the fifth step in the community temperature reading is expressing any hopes and dreams that you have. And so if I'm going to continue with my example for my son, I would say, hey, I am really hoping that we hear from University of Maryland this week and that the result is favorable. Um, so that's it. Appreciations, puzzles, complaints with possible solution, new information, and then hopes and dreams. Yeah, those... Um that's a lot. So the language does matter. <laughs> yeah. um, and that was a little bit of a, a hurdle for us at first when mm -hmm, we were talking mm -hmm. about the word, like, do I ever say the word puzzle? puzzled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of gave that a little go, but there are many syn synonyms offered yeah, for use the your word own. Use your puzzled. Own. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, but again, it's the posture of your heart is coming from a place, like you said, more of, um, I'm curious, I'm seeking to understand your behavior, not judgmental. Yeah. And, and again, that frustrated mode. You're just sort of curious how to make change. So, um, Mark, I'd love to ask you a few right, questions yeah. about your experience with this. And uh, what were your first thoughts uh, when you heard about doing a community temperature reading with your leader or with anyone here on staff? Well, I have to say that I was I was hesitant at first. And I think the reason that I'm, I'm hesitant is that anytime you have some sort of rubric for conversations, <laughs> the highest value for, for most people in conversations and relationships is authenticity. And yeah. I, I feel like if, I, if I'm going to force my conversation through this rubric, it's going to yeah. come out uh, like inauthentic which oh, is that's really good yeah, yeah so that i think that's like that you, you just have this hesitance like i don't want to i just want to talk i don't want to mm. use this rubric mm -hmm. i just want to you know if we have complaints we can resolve them um so that those that was like my first thought is i was i was hesitant at first yeah no i appreciate Wait, that can i ask a follow-up question sure so in the past when you wanted to resolve conflict what was your quote unquote rubric or authentic way of doing that? Or did you just not do it? I'm curious, like for the audience, I feel like people probably don't have a way. Did you have a way that you would res like resolve conflict? I see. I didn't have a way. And I think that's the, that's what makes this tool so powerful is that um, oftentimes for many people, they'll just let it fester. They'll yeah, let it build yeah. up for a long time. They don't have a healthy way of mm. resolving it. So they'll just kind of lash out or make personal attacks, which is not conducive to actually solving the conflict that you're yeah. trying to solve with the other person or building a more productive relationship. It's just, 
it's just yeah, but I totally get that hesitation. That's a lot of people are going to have that. So thanks for acknowledging that. That's good. Yeah, and we almost have this default mode of addressing conflict from our family of origin. So mm. however your mom did it, or mm. however your brother and sister, you know, fought with you or addressed irritants or irritations yes. in the home, that sometimes is like an underlying operating mode for mm. many of us to deal with conflict. So if there's, you know, passive aggressive behavior in your home Silent and people are treatment. avoiding. Yeah, you will just kind of like default Mm. to that in your professional adult relationships or in your, um, yeah, in your personal relationships as well. So how did your family, um, Mark, uh, share appreciations or complaints with each other? I'll just give you one example. Um, Sticky notes were one way that um, the written appreciation was big in my house. Like, yeah, we had sticky notes. My mom or my dad would sticky note like one, four, three was I love you. And like these cute ways, but we didn't, it was hard for us to appreciate verbally. You know what I mean? So again, sometimes Hmm. families operate differently. So, uh, um, and complaints for us, we were, I would say a bit of either reactive, right? Like in the moment it's an annoyance. So you just react with emotion or, sweep it under the rug and don't address it and avoid conflict until it's too late. So yeah. how about your family, Mark? My family seemed to to want to avoid conflict as much as possible. So there was a lot of isolation and silent. Not, it, it wasn't necessarily silent treatment as a punishment. We just didn't want to deal with it. So we just kind of separated and went on our ways and tried to just steamroll through it. So we didn't really address complaints. Appreciations we were pretty good at um, just verbalizing it or, or saying it whenever we could. But complaints we really struggled with have just wanting to avoid it, wanting to to sweep it under the rug or just steamroll through it. Yeah. And just to validate your thought about the CTR tool initially, like that it's a programmed way versus an authentic way. I mean, I think if um, I had asked, you know, my husband or boyfriend, hey, do you want to do a community temperature reading? <laughs> it would have been like, "What? get out of here, you know, like unless we're in a counseling session um, or even my brother and I, we have um, a very close relationship and we've never used a tool like, hey, you know, it's just sometimes manifested yeah. in different ways. So yeah. um, I was grateful to have a tool and a language around it to try because I do like trying new things. I am growth oriented. But again, um, you know, we stumbled a little and it's a little awkward. It's like new shoes. Yeah. You got to yeah. break it in. So yeah. um, tell us, Mark, about your experience of now practicing or having practiced um, a few times now uh, the community temperature reading. Uh, yeah, that's right. And I, and I love that you said that, that it's, it's something that you kind of have to break in. I love what uh, even Jerry Scazzaro said about this, that we just assume that we're naturally going to get better at this as we as we grow. But it is a skill like anything else. And you do need this kind of rubric initially because it has those five essential elements of healthy communication. Because if you don't have a rubric that's going to to address some of these. So when we first started doing the community temperature readings, I remember that there were things that we just never addressed. Mm. That there were like, for, we, after months of having worked together, there were things that we were both puzzled about, even <laughs> though we probably wouldn't have said puzzled, that we just never had addressed. And it was yeah. only when we started doing it through this framework that we understood like, oh, okay, there, there are things that I'm just genuinely confused about the way that you right. do things. Like there's just right. things that I just don't understand. And it's not because I'm trying to reprimand you, but it's like, I just don't, I just don't yeah. know why you're doing the things that you're doing. And, I, and it was so clarifying. And to have have that ability to do it, we were able to kind of get on the same page. And it's just been really helpful so far. So it's just like an opportunity to 
understand each other when there wasn't an opportunity before. Yeah. And again, that characteristic we talked about first slowing down, you do have to slow down Mm. and be intentional about your relationships at work or there can be a lot of um, expectations, unspoken, unmet, um, et cetera, that really impact your ability to be effective in working together. Uh, The new information element of this rubric, as you're calling it, um, really helped me because in a new relationship, new information for us was, hey, my schedule's changed. Hey, I have been asked to do something else that impacts my time. Mm -hmm. And so that new information in the family setting is a little different than at work, but, or new information is, you know, something personal like, hey, I've got engaged or, you know, it can be anything, but it helps you to understand where a person is coming from in your everyday interactions and to have more empathy and compassion around their perspective. And um, again, becoming less judgmental and more approachable as people makes us more loving and more like Christ. So that's the ultimate goal of using a tool like this. Um, So I guess a few more questions for you, Mark. What was the most difficult for you and maybe what was easy? Pick one of those. Um, probably the most difficult, especially because my background of, of not wanting to address conflict, of wanting to, to run away from it, that when you're presented with an opportunity, what complaints do you have for me? I wouldn't want to voice them, right? Yeah. I, just, I, I hate that you're so lovely or so, you know, just like, come <laughs> like up what with am it. I going to say? <laughs> I yeah. don't know what to say, right? <laughs> I don't want to... Uh, I do, I, it's such a it's 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 actually a learned skill to be able to voice a complaint with a possible solution in a mm. genuine way that's not going to um, affect the other person or try to judge not, not the other be person. personal yeah, not be personal yeah. about it exactly so that was definitely the most difficult mm. adjustment that I had to make mm-hmm. is that like if I do have complaints about somebody that I work with or just somebody in my life it's important for me to voice those complaints rather than let them fester so I think that was definitely the most um, difficult part. I really like the hopes and wishes. I think that's a, that's a fantastic mm. element of this and really um, often looked looked over because understanding somebody's hopes, their wishes is such a fundamental aspect of who they are and it's just a great way mm. to, to know them on Love a personal that. level. Yeah, I'll um, quickly share one of the hopes uh, that we shared uh, is that my desire to like minister on the sidelines of sports to a new community of people that I'm working with right now. Um, he knows that it's sort of like doesn't relate mm-hmm. to our working relationship, but yeah. he knows that when I go and do that, my sports coaching, whatever, that I just love that I have that other place, other mission field mm. um, to to be different. Yeah. Um, and he you've expressed some hopes and dreams. Do you want to share any? Anything, uh, Mark? That's right. I, I I've always wanted to to have a, a Wiener Mobile, like an Oscar Mayer. Stop it! No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I kind of like that one. I'm, yeah, that'd be it. That's my hope. That's it would my be wish. Fun. Yeah, that'd be really fun. You got to dream big. No, I'm not sure if I really have any hopes that I want to share. All okay. Right. And uh, what about gaps or drawbacks in your opinion? I know you expressed obviously getting used to the tool. Anything else uh, in your opinion when using the tool? Yeah. I th- yeah, I think this this is a fantastic tool, but I think import- it's important to get the most effectiveness out of this to be able to, to kind of bucket these out and then spread them out through the, the, the span of your communication. Because I think going back to that disingenuous or like inauthentic yeah. aspect of it, it's like if I'm if we're only doing appreciations once a week because I had to, because I had to complete the CTR, <laughs> then it's like, well, you, you know, it, 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 it can come off of, you're just saying that because you were required, oh my goodness, can't speak. You were required to um, give this appreciation. Um, I think it does have that aspect to it, but I think it allows you to grow in communication. 
Yeah, the rhythm of it, I think, is another important factor. If um, the only time I use it is when I'm puzzled, um, then it becomes a tool or more weaponized. And yeah. if I use it more to create a dialogue with you around my appreciations, it makes it forces me to actually be more genuine in knowing you and caring for you in a way that is different um, because I had to notice things that I do appreciate about um, Mark or anyone that we work with. So we could talk all day about this because it is a fun tool, but uh, we have more episodes to get to, but it has been great to have you, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. In case you didn't know, Susan and Mark work together and they CTR together. They do community temperature readings. So that's, that's the context of our conversation today. Well, yeah, thanks so much for being here, Mark. Loved hearing your insight on the community temperature reading. Um, Join us next week, everyone, as we talk to Daniel Miller about clarifying expectations and mind reading. Thanks so much for being with us today and for being change makers with us. We will see you next time. 